weeks for Jose Ramirez. That's serious. Thank goodness for the offseason. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go to Berea here momentarily. We're going to hear from Browns players. Jacoby Brissett, the former Miami Dolphin, getting ready to go back to Miami. Scene of so many great... Anyhow, um, this press conference will be brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted, NI90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Jacoby coming up, Nick Chubb coming up. You'll hear it right here on The Fan. Dan and I were breaking down the team a little bit, just where are they coming out of the bye? How are we feeling about things? We were talking about the defensive backs a little bit. I expected that to be a lockdown unit, Dan, and it hasn't been so far. I think Denzel's concussion has been a part of that. You know, you, you want to see him out there. He's missed time. Um, it, you just, I'll, I'd say they're complete. They're incomplete with what we've seen so far. It just hasn't meshed just yet. I wouldn't even know if it's meshed. I mean, I, I hope I hope we get to a point where we can look at it and say, yes, this has meshed together. I think it's just bad. Like, I, I just, this is, this defense is an absolute mess. And look, the Cincinnati yeah, you know game the, well, was I, a positive. I was going to say, there have been some moments where we've seen some things. I just expected it to be, I expected it to be pretty good from the start, and it hasn't been. But I partially wonder with Cincinnati. Remember, for years and years, the Indians slash Guardians, Justin Verlander would roll over everybody until he came to Cleveland. And for some reason, they had it figured out how to beat Justin Verlander. But the rest of the league couldn't. And I wonder if it's the same thing with the Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, where for some reason, Kevin Stefanski, Joe Woods, and that whole group has an answer to Joe Burrow, and the rest of the league hasn't quite figured it out yet. I wonder if that's the case because, Just because that's they the only time them well. well, and that's the only time they yeah. look good, and they look good this season. So remember, I gave you the offensive stat that on offense, this team is averaging five point seven yards per play. Yeah, uh, defense, they're giving up five point six yards per play. That's nineteenth in the league. Okay, it's that's not good. I uh, they're they're a problem. They're an absolute problem. Teams are throwing 55% of the time against them as well. That's seventh in the league. I mean, it tells you all you need to know right there. The back end of this defense is a mess. And the front end, while Garrett is starting to get more pressure since he has come back from the injury, and Clowney is doing what Jadavian Clowney Which, does. Which, by the way, has, has been I, the effects of an injury like that probably underappreciated. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They are not getting it done on the back end. And it could very simply be, well, the beginning of the season with the communication issues are still burning them and they still have the residual effects from it in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm willing to accept that. That makes a lot of sense. But still, they have one game in their arsenal that looks good. And they've got another game against the Ravens where it looked better. And outside of that, it's been dreadful. And... You know, we've all said, well, they could be whatever, you know, improved record we want it to be. Yeah. Well, the Carolina game could have gone the other way just as well, and Carolina's proven not to be a very good team. If ifs were fifths, we'd yeah. all be drunk. It's that simple. Tyvis Powell, we 2022. Could, we could point to all of these different things that could take place and adjusted win percentage and all that kind of stuff. In reality, your defense is giving up points left and right, and they have got to fix the back end of it. We've got two games in a row. One where it looked better against the Ravens and the second one where it looked great against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Is that the 
we have figured out how to handle these guys, but everything else is a toss-up. Or is this the new norm? And if this is the new norm, sweet, then this looks great. And all of a sudden, playoffs isn't this giant myth. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to. Miami's offense has been explosive. They've been unbelievable this season and so fast on top of that. Well, you imagine if Tyreek Hill isn't contained, how ugly this could be on Sunday? I mean, he he could, at least from his standpoint, he could have a 150-yard receiving game without blinking. Their whole offense is how do I get the ball into the hands of the guys who are fast and then let them be fast? Get the ball out of two of his hands into the guys who are fast. It's not a bad way to coach. I mean, Jalen Waddle is the same way. Jalen Waddle yeah. is unbelievably fast. And not to mention, I think, the best touchdown celebration in the NFL. And I think it's interesting that Mike McDaniel has brought in first Raheem Mostert, who I believe still lives here, and then Jeff Wilson, who they just brought in. So a couple of former 49er running backs that he was familiar with, and Wilson played well. Understands their system, understands what he wants to do, played with him before. You know, it's it's all it's all the same the same ideas that are there. Yeah. Because Mike McDaniel worked hand in hand for so long with Kyle Shanahan to put together these offenses, and so it's the same general concepts. It's just I feel like they've, on top of that, have gone. All right, Tyreek, what do you do well? Okay, let's do that. Let's 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 sprinkle a little of this in as well. All right, Jalen Waddle's really fast. What do we do? Well, let's just put the ball in his hands and let him be really fast. Okay, let's get that in too. And they've covered up an offensive line that was questionable coming into the regular season. You know, I, I give I give McDaniel a lot of credit, and this sounds silly, but you've allowed a guy who was really good to be really good and then some in Tyreek Hill. Sometimes when a, a star player goes to another team, it doesn't quite fit. Devontae like, Adams. Well, cough, I was just going to say, Devontae Adams has been, has been good with the Raiders. But he's had games where he's not been there because they haven't figured it out. He's tied for the lead, I believe, in touchdown receptions in the NFL. But Tyreek Hill already has 1,100 yards receiving. And we'll see what they're able to do. We now go live to Berea for Browns quarterback Jacoby Brissett. How are you, bye week? It was good. It was good. Did you go anywhere? No. <laughs> kind of off that, Jacoby. You have time to reflect and kind of look back. I know it's a recent process, but it. This past week at all, did you have time to think about how well you really have played this first stretch of games? Um, and some self-scout stuff and, and stuff with the coaches, but uh, just really been like, honestly, I've just been looking forward to getting back out there and just playing again. I, I kind of hate bye weeks a little bit, so, <laughs> so yeah. And I can imagine because you are playing well. I mean, the team can play better, but when you're playing well, that itch to get out there is even Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we, we won a game uh, last time we were out there, and it's just like, man, just can't wait to go out there and try to get another one in and get back to work, so, yeah. Jacoby, you were with the Dolphins last year. Their defense was a lot better with Brian Flores. What do you see out of them with the offense? Uh, I mean, I still see a really good defense. Um, you know, a lot of the guys are back uh, and with more experience in this in this defense. Uh, you know, guys playing at a really high level. Obviously, they're winning a lot of games, and, and uh, you know, they still got a lot of, I think, really playmaker-style, game-changing players. And, uh yeah, I think they're playing really well, too. You, you didn't see much of Chubb in the last game, but you expect to see a lot of them. Sometimes. Oh, for sure. I mean, they paid him. They better pay, play him, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I would think that he'll play a lot this game. What about the significance of you going back to Miami, not only you know, because of being there last year, but also just being from there and all that? I don't care. I just want to go win. Yeah, that's where my focus is. I'm not really into the other stuff. <laughs> 
there's no Jacoby revenge game or anything? Uh, they didn't do anything wrong with me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little too old to hold grudges that they did, but no, nah, it's not my style. You don't look at their offense, but what do you think of the season two attack? Uh, I mean, obviously being a, like friends with him and, and uh, uh, you know, extremely happy the things that he's done. He's done uh, this year, and, and um, yeah, I, I think he's doing doing a really good job for what they're asking him to do. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully he doesn't do it on Sunday. Uh, well, I don't make expectations for people. I mean, he's just playing really good. So, yeah. What what uh, worked so well for you guys in that Bengals game? Uh, I think we uh, are just our. I think we play really good complementary football uh, in, in uh, all three phases. Uh, and I think we came out with, with the understanding of, uh, of the magnitude of that game. Um, I thought we, you know, prepared well. well uh, and I think I, th I felt like a little different energy going out of the locker room into the stadium, like for the uh, first snap. And, uh, and it, it held true throughout uh, four quarters. And, and um, I think we played a full 60-minute game. It was our first time, I think, of the year ending the game and taking the knee. And, uh, you know, that's huge to be able to do that in the NFL. Uh, so. Technical issues. We apologize for that. Uh, however that however that comes, three to two, whatever it is. Uh, uh, I wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> but uh, whatever you know, it's just to go out there and win a game. How, whatever we need to do on offense to to win a game on our side of the ball, uh, I'm sure we're gonna do. And whatever we gotta do on defense and special teams on that side of the ball, I think we'll do and um, play for 60 minutes. That's all it's gonna really come down to. When you guys do your self scout. First eight games. What were some of the things offensively that you said, "Hey, we did this well, and we can do like even more of this in the final nine games"? Well, if I tell you that now, and they watch this, <laughs> and then they get a scout report, but uh, I think it, it 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 showed of how much we've hurt ourselves, uh, and how much we uh, have uh, stopped us from scoring uh, touchdowns and, and converting on third downs and, and big plays here and there. Uh, and I think that was the, the, the main key takeaway that I think we took. Why is carrying momentum from week to week, positive momentum to week, so difficult on the end? Uh, I mean, it's, it's the other team gets paid too, you know. Uh, I think there's so many good players in this league and good coaches and, and uh, obviously good schemes to where uh, it, it makes it hard, you know. Uh, the good teams find a way to do it, but uh, it's definitely hard. and, and um, so you just got to find a way to do it in practice, you know, and just carry the momentum in practice and have a little bit more juice in practice, uh, have a little bit more focus, a little bit more attention to detail, and, and hopefully that translates to the game. Jacoby, the people that you know that ask about Nick Chubb, what do you tell them? <laughs> uh, I, I sit there and think because I'm like, there's so many things I can tell you about him. Um, and the, the thing that it all comes back to is like, it's no surprise, you know. He, the way he works, the, I mean, not only the videos that people see that him lifting all these weights, but, you know, every day in practice, he's going to the touchdown, no matter how far we're back. He's running to the touchdown and running back for the next play. Uh, to where his success is no surprise. Uh, his, his style of running is no surprise. The things that he can do is no surprise. Obviously, you can't take it for granted because it's sometimes it's unhuman-like, but uh, then when you get around him, you're like, dang, man, like, 
this is what NFL players should be. This is what a professional athlete should be. Uh, and he does it day in and day out, no matter the circumstances. He's just he's just that guy that you want in your locker room. How much, um, what's Amari meant to you, and, and how much better of a quarterback has he made you? Uh, I mean, a lot. I mean, his his. Uh, when you talk about guys that understand football and, and, and hard work and smart and guys that you want in your locker room and, and you listen to him talk about, hey, man, this is what I'm thinking, like in the realm of the plan, uh, this is what this DB did versus me last time or or this this thing and that, um, you know, he's opened my eyes to so many like different things of of, of trust and and, um, and things of that nature that uh, the things that he does is, is incredible. And, um, you know, obviously fortunate to have him on the team and, and you know, have a part of my uh, career. And uh, so, yeah, just looking to make more plays. Jacoby, uh, I guess Kareem Hunt was emotional after the Cincinnati game, not knowing his last game with the Browns the day before the deadline. Um, have you noticed any change in demeanor now this week now that he knows he's going to be here? Uh, no, I didn't see him after the game uh, emotional or whatever. Uh, so it looks the same to me. <laughs> you have a, a game like that against the uh I think the 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 main thing that coach said was this is what it could look like if we if we do this consistently you know and, and I think players understood that and I think guys really looked at it as wow like that is right like we did do this right we did correct this from the week before or the week before that uh and this is how it all comes together um because all of our plans kind of play off each other. Like what we do on offense is predicated on what the defense thinks and stuff like that, and special teams, and so and so forth. So uh, I think guys kind of saw it all come to fruition, and uh, you know, hopefully, just doing that again. Jacoby, you talked about. Go ahead, you man. You talked about the fact that you guys imposed your will um, in the middle of that during the Bengals game, and my question is, so, like, how do you? do that again? How do you get yourselves in that place where you can do that? Uh, I think it's, it's finding the spot. Uh, it's always a spot in the game where either the offense or the defense imposes their will and it's, it kind of is the turning point, quote unquote, of the game. And um, in the middle of that game, like I said, like I felt like we started to impose our will and started to do things at our at our leisure. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's the for one, you got to be able to get to that, that uh, point in the game. But um, and it's and maybe it's the first play of the first start, the start of the game. Maybe it's the second half. It's, it's, you never know when it's going to come. That's the, the crazy part. It's just like you never know when that play is going to be the spark, you know. When you talk about the magnitude of that Bengals game, um, the fact you won it the way you guys won it, is, that, like, is there a lot more hope and optimism heading into the second half of the season? Because of uh, I don't think it's hope. I think it's just more of like understanding. Um, like, listen, we got the whole season ahead of us. We got a big game coming up this Sunday. Let's go try to do the same thing again, you know, and play good football in all three phases of the game. Um, and then at the end of the game, see where we're at. Jacoby, for as much as Amari has meant to this offense in the past game, I mean, Donovan, too, just seems to have that tendency to make big catches. I mean, how much does that help you as a uh, it's, the uh, it just It just makes you want to give them more, you know, and it's, it's uh, uh, I think, like, like Donovan is just like he's just so quiet. I mean, him and Amari are kind of like the same. Like they don't talk. Like, uh, and you look up and you're like, dang, like Donovan had 80 yards. Like he almost had 100 yards. You know, it's just like 
and he's making big catch after big catch after big catch. And, um, you know, it dates back to, like, the first game of the season. Like, I'm, I just always think of that big third down catch they had, like, and the ball was behind him and just catches with his hands, plucks it out of the air. He just has done that for us all year, you know, and obviously finding ways to, to get him more involved and, and get him more balls. But, uh, you know, he's, he's I think he's been playing really well. So, Like you said, Demeanor wise, him and Amari are pretty similar. I know David doesn't talk a lot. I mean, oh, yeah, NFL, it's literally all of them are the same. It's in, crazy. In the NFL, I mean, receivers are a pretty mercurial kind of big personality yeah. group. To have a room of guys who aren't that, just what's that? Like? Uh, it's, it's different for sure. Uh, but I, I, they find their ways to, to give me like subtle jabs where I kind of understand their personalities. Uh, but to have all three of them not talk is kind of bizarre. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. I think uh, for those guys to be able to, hey, look, let's see what I've done in practice, training camp. And, I mean, they've been going since last year's season. You know, the bye week was probably their first little break, uh, and, and see where you know they fit in, where we fit them in in the offense, and, and see the plays that you know we're we're asking them to make and. Um, the good thing, obviously, David Bell's getting more. Of the, he has got more of the play time and has made more of the plays for, from those two. Uh, but uh, just continuing ways to, to grow and help them help them out. And, and um, I, I think they're becoming more professional to where they understand it their, themselves and uh, excited for them. Thank you. That's Jacoby Brissett, Browns quarterback. Press conferences brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. Nick Chubb expected to speak. You will hear it right here on The Fan. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Chubb. One thing we missed from Nick. He was asked about Kareem Hunt being back, and he said? He said, quote, having him back means everything to me. That alone is a little notch on the plus side as to why Kareem Hunt is still here and not trading him. It should be. I mean, that's – I don't know if it totally falls into the uh, bringing in Thanasis Antetokounmpo for Giannis Antetokounmpo thing where it's like, <laughs> let's bring in the buddy to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's but that's kind of what popped in my head with the whole thing is like if that is a tight – room and that's a tight bond between those two guys then keeping him here is not worth a fourth fifth round pick you know you would rather have kareem hunt here and keep that bond strong than have a fourth or fifth round pick to bring somebody else in it makes sense if you look at it through that lens just that lens yeah let alone the fact that the guy can play and the production on the field stuff helps too yeah you know that let alone the guy can play that makes life a little bit easier for sure. I, it's it's fascinating. I I'm I'm interested to see where this running back room goes. We now go live to Berea for Browns linebacker Deion Jones. To Tyreek getting the ball to 17, and so he's been doing a good job. On you as a defense build on what you guys did in Cincinnati. Oh, remember the feeling. Remember the prep that happened last the week that the way we prep the way we prepared, and then we just take all that and transfer it into this week. What are you seeing from? you watch too. Uh, where have you seen his game elevate the most? Um, he's throwing well. He's, uh, you know, completing passes, extending the plays a little bit. But he's finding his guys and making them, you know, make the plays. Is he, is he um, similar to 
some of these mobile quarterbacks like you know Lamar. Is he one of those guys you got to really make an effort to make him beat you from the pocket? Um, I feel like they all got their own different style, but in a, in a sense, yes, he can extend the play. He could, you know, get the ball downfield. He could also run. So it's just a matter on how he's feeling, um, what he sees, and if, if it's open up field. Oh yeah, for sure. The bye week was help. Um, got a chance to settle down, look at the plays, you know, dig a little deeper into the playbook, and also, you know, take some time with my family. So that's been good. Miami doesn't run the ball very much, so how does that change your week of preparation? Uh, we still got to be prepared for the run. Uh, they got two backs back there that could get going, and uh, we can't take them lightly. So we still got to prepare as if they can do both. Does him be, does Tua being a um, no, not really, but um, it does kind of change, you know, the spin on the ball, uh, where he likes to place it, stuff like that. Tyreek, how do you go about trying to stop a guy that's that explosive? Um, really, just be on your keys um, and stick to your technique, basically. Uh, he, he's going to try to get vertical. He's going to try to go past you, but just get him on the ground when he does get the ball. Does he just feel different than everybody else in the league? I mean, yeah, he's he's one of the fastest guys in the league. So, I mean, it, it kind of feels a little different, but we got a lot of fast guys in this league that run around and, you know, stuff like that. So it's just a matter of when he gets the ball, getting him on the ground. Is there a way to replicate, like, that kind of speed as you're no. <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, it's just our guys just giving us a good look on offense and us, you know what I'm saying, being on our keys and flying around also. Does it look like they attack the middle of the field more than most teams? They definitely do. I don't know what your impressions were of Nick Chubb when you weren't his teammate, but now that you've been his teammate for a better part of a month, what are your impressions of it? Yeah, it's been the same. I just got a chance to watch him work, and uh, his prep is, is is great. I mean, the way he takes practice, the same way he takes the game. So it's no wonder that he's running all over people. Appreciate y'all. There's Deion Jones, linebacker. A guy who, well, he's your third middle linebacker so far, Dan, but he's stepped in and Looks like he will solidify that spot. He looks like a guy who was miscast in Atlanta that the Browns decided to take a dice roll on. And he looks like a kind of guy who could definitely help this team moving forward. And he seems fast enough and and he seems he seems perfectly healthy on top of that. And I wonder if it was just a matter of him being in a bad situation for the way that he should be playing football. And maybe this is a better one. You know, maybe this better fits his skill set. So, and he gave up a whole lot of nothing for him. Yeah, you know, I you have to give Andrew Barry, I think, some credit because he saw that there was an issue there, obviously, and then immediately acted to to try and fix it. And I think he came up with a pretty good solution there. I do too. I, he seems to fit everything they want to do in the middle linebacker position and what Joe Woods wants him to do. You know, he's had a couple good pass rushing moments. He's been decent against the run and they've dropped him into coverage a couple times and he doesn't look lost. You know, I, I wonder if it's just, all right, we needed a fresh start. And you know what, what you've always said, what I've always said, what Andy has said as well, which is if you are a first or second round pick, you were on the outside looking in of an organization. I want to give that guy a look because you're there yep. for a reason. Yep. And he was, he was really good as yeah. a rookie, you know, and I, I've always kind of thought if a guy, has experienced success at a big level, and really regardless of the sport. But I think football really plays.
plays into it. If you've experienced success and it, the injuries aren't an issue, you know, it's not because of health that you haven't had that again, then that guy's worth a look. Yeah. And, Deion, and he fits that. He 100% fits that. Bring him in, see what you got. And he gave up a whole lot of nothing to do it. Now, where does this defense go? You know, take a look at what's coming. Miami, they've been red hot. Buffalo, they're saying that Josh Allen can play through his elbow injury. May that, take this week off. That's starting to be the way it looks, yeah, the, which means he'd come back for the Browns. Right. And I'm sorry, if you're going up against Tom Brady, you're still going up against Tom Brady. He's still, and, and that offense has looked better of late. Yeah, and you have Mike Evans. and you Still Chris Godwin. Yeah, and still Leonard Fournette, even though he hasn't been quite as good. Though I got to say that line is shaky. But that's still a pretty, on paper anyway, formidable offense that you're going to have to try and slow down. So the defense has to be good coming out of the bye. To me, that's the key. If you can get it to Deshaun Watson, somehow winning two of the next three, can we can can we realistically say that and be five and six, and give it to Deshaun Watson and then see what happens? I but that's to me that's kind of a tall order, because if you don't win two of the next three, then you're what four and seven, when your franchise quarterback steps into play, and that's not realistic. I, I don't think it's realistic to think playoffs if you're four and seven. No, no, that's an that's an uphill battle. If you find your way to, I don't even know because I feel like we're putting a lot of emphasis on the idea that Sean Watson's just going to come in and he's just going to roll. You know, he might not be as good as Jacoby Brissett when he comes in. Like he's just going to walk in and he's just going to light it up. And it's like I don't think that you don't think that I don't think that either. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of clunky, a little rusty and ugly looking, at least for the first couple games. And then I wonder if you start seeing the Deshaun Watson, who was unbelievable in Houston, maybe find his way back into form. I don't think it's going to be hit the ground running. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I hate to say it, I, I don't think he's going to be himself or what the Browns are hoping he's going to be until next year. I think it's going he'll be playing his way back into football form all this all this year. And then he can do everything in the offseason and continue to go. He you know, and he was able to do that with training camp and everything else. But still, it's a little different beast. And if he comes back and has a chance to play seven games and then then you go from there and you see where you are, six games, excuse me. And next year I think you see Deshaun Watson. This year I'm not exactly sure what you're going to see. I'm kind of with you, and and I think it's, I think that is a realistic way to look at this, and it's not negative or anything like that. It's just uh, you have to be. This realistic is reality. Here. Yeah, you have to be realistic like, here. Take two years off of doing something and then go do it. How does it, how does that go on anything in life? Take a year and a half away from doing something and then go do it. How's the first round always? It's ugly. It's always ugly. No matter how much you practice, no matter how it looks, it's, it's always a little clunky. It always takes a little bit of time to get used to. I think that's what you are going to have with Deshaun Watson when he finds his way back. And look, if they can put him in a position where, hey, the defense is humming and the defense can pick up for the fact that maybe the offense is a little a little tough to begin with and a little tough to watch and not executing at the level it should, I hope that's the case. I hope that's the reality because if that becomes the case, then all of a sudden you're in good position because well, the offense is, or the defense has figured it out and it's helped you get to that point. I would think, though, 
I would I would hope. Let me not say thank you. I would hope that Deshaun Watson can come in and the offense can be at least as effective as it's been with Jacoby Brissett quickly. But I, I think it would be almost be unfair for the whole thing to think, okay, as soon as he gets here, it's an improvement over what we've seen with Jacoby Brissett. It's not fair to Watson. It's not fair to Brissett. He's done a very competent job. Cavaliers road trip continues. Mike Brown tonight, Sacramento Kings. Cavs trying to bounce back from a loss. We haven't seen that since the season opener. Things that are going well, things you might want to uh, keep an eye on. Next on Baskin and Phelps.